The following contest is a first round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 71st Seed, a 1990 action platformer from Capcom, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers! And its opponent, the 58th Seed, a 1993 action platformer from Capcom, Mega Man 6! Your ringside judges are Ricky Giraldo and Pat Dooley. There's nothing left to say but round one, fight! Welcome to episode 11 of the Kings of Consoles podcast. This is the podcast where we're trying to find the best game for every major home video game console by means of giant tournaments. Of course, we're starting with the Nintendo Entertainment System, as you heard during the intro, uh, and this is our 11th first round matchup. Uh, I'm Pat Dooley. And I'm Ricky Geraldo. And today we are actually looking at two side-scrolling platformers from Capcom. Uh, which we've uh, we've sort of talked about in previous episodes, uh, what Konami is to war games, Capcom is to the side-scrolling platformer. Like they just nobody does it better than Capcom when it comes to these kinds of games. At least that's in my opinion. For sure, mine too. <laughs> so last week we saw. Actually, I guess I should start with this. This is the last Thursday in May, which means this is the last week of Mega Man May, uh, which is why we are going to see Mega Man 6 in action this time around against Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, last week, we saw Mega Man 5 be the third consecutive Mega Man game to win after Mega Man and Mega Man 4. Uh, 2 and 3 both have first-round buys, so we will see them next Mega Man May, uh, along with you know, one, four, and five that all won, and possibly six if it wins today. Uh, but we've basically got two streaks uh, at stake here today. Does Mega Man go four for four with Mega Man six winning? Or do we have our third straight upset with Rescue Rangers? So that's all stuff to kind of keep in the back of your mind as we're talking through these games. Uh, Ricky, what's your, your level of experience with these two? Had you played either, both? Yeah, so I definitely played... Uh... Uh, Chip and Dell when I was younger. That was probably one of my first NES games I played. Yeah, that's so, definitely a game that we owned when I was a kid. I played that a ton. Uh, Mega Man 6 I had played, but I don't think we ever actually owned it. I think 2 was the only one we ever actually owned. We just rented yeah. it. Yeah, same. When I was young, yeah, I, did, I never owned Mega Man 6, but now I do. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely played that one. It's the one I remember the most, I think. 6 is? Yeah, six and two. That's cool. Yeah, why. it's two for me because that's the one we owned. Uh, so I played that one just a ton. Uh, so yeah, uh, every week we start by talking about the underdog. So let's let's start there. Let's start with number seventy-one, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, which of course is based on the Disney animated series of the same name, uh, released in nineteen ninety. Uh, the Rescue Rangers in the uh, in the in the show, just kind of the Cliff's Notes version, is Chippendale the. The chipmunks from Donald Duck cartoons are basically private eyes. Uh, they get called in to uh, yeah. to solve mysteries for kids. 
in this case, uh, there's been uh, a, a kitten napping. A little girl's cat got captured. Uh, and so Chip and Dale and Gadget and Zipper and Monterey Jack are all on the case. Um, where uh, Fat Cat has sicked a whole bunch of crazy killer robots on them. Uh, this is the fourth highest selling game by Capcom for the NES behind wow. Mega Man 2, which we mentioned, Ghosts and Goblins, and their number one, surprisingly to me, but not at all surprising because it is a great game, DuckTales. Uh, DuckTales, oh. Ghosts and Goblins, Mega Man 2, all, also in the tournament. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins, we will see, I believe we're going to see around Halloween this year. I don't think it got a buy. Uh, the other two did get buys, uh, so we will see those uh, in round two. Uh, it received the Parents' Choice Foundation's 1990 Parents' Choice Award for video games. Uh, games Radar called it the sixth best Disney game ever made. Uh, Nintendo Power ranked it the 79th game for any Nintendo console in 1997. Uh, so this was you know right about as the N64 was launching. So it was we're pretty much looking at NES, Super NES, Game Boy. And Virtual Boy, but I suspect there probably wasn't a whole lot of Virtual Boy on that list. <laughs> Maybe we should do Virtual Boy next. That would be a right? short one. <laughs> that tournament would like not take very special, long. Special one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we could do a one-off playing every uh, Virtual Boy game in an afternoon and calling it good. Oh, man. We'll believe with so much head headaches. Just... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Why I'm am not... I seeing red? <laughs> why, is, why is everything red and black? Why do I have opposite bruce willis and color of night vision right now um <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh rescue rangers like i said this is a game i played a lot as a kid because we owned it uh so the first time through we always give ourselves an hour to play each game every week uh so the first time through my plan was to play through every level because there are basically two that you can skip on the overworld map uh and still progress to the end of the game but i wanted to finish every level um, forgetting that the two that you don't need to go to, C and F, are the two hardest levels in the entire game. You know, uh, that's so funny because I went to E and I, well, spoilers, but I did not know you could skip them. <laughs> yeah, so you can do A, B, D, E, G, and then you have to do H, I, J in order. Um, but yeah, you can, I think it's C and F are the ones that you can skip. Uh, and I uh, lost a lot of lives. So the second time through, I got smart and uh, skipped levels. But we'll talk about how far we got later. Uh, but that was just me, you know, that was me being cocky from having played this so much as a kid. It's like, oh, I can beat all the levels. I couldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, So when you played F, the for me, probably the hardest thing in the entire game was the pipe puzzle there. Where you have like yeah. really narrow jumps to make, but in between every jump there are pipes dropping stuff on you. And it's really, really hard to not just get whacked in the head every time you tried to make that jump. And uh, that's one of the very few notes I have is that that puzzle in particular was brutal. But I just there's a lot about this game that I like. It's kind of like, it's got the great kind of Mega Man style level design. Um, but kind of kicked up a notch where there's kind of foreground and background objects that you can jump, you know, onto and back and down. 
um, without having there be like the the Mega Man trope of you know you get trapped halfway up a ladder and then something's shooting at you and knocks you down three screens. Yeah, um, it's weird not having a, a default attack, but the fact that you can turn almost every item Anything, you can interact yeah. with into a weapon, I think, is is cool. It's kind of a kind of a cross between Mega Man and Super Mario Two. Yeah, imagine uh, Mario if you could grab something and like grab a block and throw it at a Goomba or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was comparing it to Mario Two, where like because Mario Two, you like you know pull the vegetables out of the ground and throw them, but you kind of your yeah. range is limited and like they don't they are only there to be thrown. But like you can build staircases with the big metal blocks, and there's a lot of stuff you can do with the blocks. But you can also pick them up and throw them at robots. Um, so I just I, I think it's a, it's one of the more creative uh, or kind of I mean for it being you know based on an IP uh, it's one of the more creative uh, platformers of the era I I think personally yeah I like is just grab a block and shoot that's what yeah. I did the whole thing <laughs> that's grab right a block and shoot. <laughs> so it's really funny and I didn't do this intentionally when we were setting up the schedule for these episodes but. Last week, when we were talking about Fester's Quest, we talked about how that game had nothing to do with the Adams Family. Like, that could have been any license at all. Nothing about the game said anything about Adams Family. The Adams Family was barely involved. Could have been anything. This one, I feel, really made use of the license. Yeah, oh yeah. Not just because of the, you know, cute, cartoony Disney Saturday morning cartoon, but also, like, when you become invincible, it's because Zipper is flying around you and stinging your enemies. Or if you need to get through a door, Monterey Jack will come and knock it down for you because he's chasing cheese. And Gadget keeps, like, leaving you items in places and telling you what's coming up ahead. Like, it makes use of the characters from the show in a really, I, I feel, really satisfying way. I, I've had a really good time with this. I'm glad it held up. All right, so, so yeah, I thought... I. I agree with you. I thought they used the property really well. Um, the music was great. They had all the songs from the from the TV show and you know the uh, old classic 8-bit. <laughs> so that was great. And yeah, I agree. Uh, the only thing I didn't, I thought you could use both characters, but it looked like you just used Chip or Nail. You yeah in. In one-player mode, I think you can only play as Chip. But if you play two-player, one of you is Chip and the other is Dan. Oh, right. So they are both playable, but only in two-player. It's like Mario and Luigi in the first Super Mario Brothers. And they're, you know, they're essentially just, you know, reskinned versions of each other, but that's what the cartoon characters were. Right. Except in Rescue Rangers, Chip dresses like Indiana Jones, and Dale dresses like Magnum P.I. Yeah, it's funny. I also like the boss battles. I thought they were pretty creative with just having like a red ball. Mm -hmm. You just have to hit the boss with this red ball. <laughs> yeah. Like they were challenging without being cheap. And it was one of those like, you know, if you can right. figure out the pattern, you know, you were rewarded for paying attention, uh, which I think is the best. Like the, the mark of a really good boss battle is challenging. But, you know, once you figure it out. It pays off. Yeah, the and... game. The game is. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was gonna say the game is is challenging, but it's not too hard. Yeah, and I feel like that's 
pretty good for NES era because I feel like a lot of these games are pretty hard. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, a lot of them try to get your money because they're arcade ports. Right. So. Yeah. When this one, this one came out in, in 1990. So this was like the Super Nintendo was a year away from being released. There were only about four more years left in the NES life cycle. So this was kind of like cresting the wave of of NES. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is from like the very end of the NES life cycle, but um, yeah. but this like I, I feel like this was kind of like the ideal NES platformer in terms of challenge level, in terms of fun, uh, in terms of versatility. Uh, yeah, just it's it's really really good, um, and I feel like IGN, whose top 100 list is the basis for the seating of this tournament, putting it down at 71 was kind of a kind of a miscarriage of justice because i i would put this ahead of a lot of games that were ranked higher than it uh on this list yeah agreed but would i put it ahead of Mega Man 6 that's uh that's what we're finding out today (laughs) uh Mega Man 6 uh also side-scrolling action game from capcom the sixth of the Mega Man games uh it was released in march of 1994 uh, which 1994 was the last year that new games were being created for the NES. So this is right at the very end. Uh, Mega Man 6 starts with a competitive robot fighting tournament. Uh, a villainous figure known as Mr. X has reprogrammed the robots and is going to take over the world. You know, classic Mega Man stuff. No word on... I didn't get far enough in the game to find out if Mr. X is the same Mr. X from Kung Fu. Um, but I'm kind of presuming it's not, although that would be a weird crossover. That would have been crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man gets to the end of the game. And says, <laughs> it turns out it's the hero from Kung Fu. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It turns out Master Thomas was behind the whole thing. Yeah. He's... He's, he got tired of the, of the baby friend. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to. Mr. X. He got tired of climbing that five-story dojo over and over for the rest of his life, and so he, he, uh, <laughs> he I left. mean, I think we all know, if you play this game, you pretty much know who Dr. X is. It yes. is a big mystery, but it's obvious it's a former yes. Mega Man villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a Lech Man. <laughs> it's, it's his dog, Rush. Come on, um, what a heel turn. Right? <laughs> Who saw that coming? Uh, that was, that was uh, Johnny Gargano turning on Champa. Uh, <laughs> or Champa turning on Gargano. Or Balor turning on Gargano. Uh, so, like with five, they did hold a design contest for six. Uh, this time around, there were 200,000 worldwide character submissions, and they took eight of them. Uh, two. Uh, were designed by North American fans. That's Nightman and Windman. And the other six all came from Japan. That's Blizzard Man, Centaur Man, Flame Man, Plant Man, Tomahawk Man, and Yamato Man. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Power called it the best NES game of 1993. Uh, and Tony Ponce, who's an editor at Destructoid, says it's the best Mega Man game in the entire series. Um, which is pretty high praise because Mega Man has put out a lot of great games. Uh, this is our number 58 seed, so it is the odds-on favorite. Um, and this one, we talked about how 5... 5 was almost too easy um, after, especially after the kind of the challenge level in 4 
ramped way up. Uh, five kind of felt like it swung the pendulum a little far the other direction. Uh, I felt like six was still a little on the easier side um, than one and four were. I don't know if that was the same experience you had. Yeah. Like the levels themselves, the bosses were still very challenging, but I felt like the levels were easier. Like Yamato Man's level, I got to him and I was like, wait, hold on. I'm already finished? Yeah, I agree. I just, at this point, I feel like this game was probably rushed. I feel like they're like, okay, we need to get a game out the last year of NES to sell, and it's Mega Man 6. Right. Well, and they know they know that they're launching Mega Man X, which is going to be a new, you know, a new series once the Super Nintendo launches. So, like this is their last chance to put something out for NES. And yeah, rushed is a good way of describing it. I didn't really think about it that way. Um, you and I were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording. Uh, do you want to talk about what we were talking about about the uh, the bosses themselves and uh, kind of the lack of imagination? Yeah, I just. I was saying, like, I just felt like it, the bosses were recycled. Like, we're fighting a flame man and a blizzard man, but we already fought them in part yeah. one. We fought fire man <laughs> and ice man in one. And there was a wind man here after we fought air man yeah. in two. Yeah. yeah. They kind of fight the same. Yeah. So I was, I don't know. I do like, there's some things I do like. I do, the music is great. Oh, I of course. Music yeah. Finally went back to, you know, Mega Man music. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a new power-up where you use the brush. Mm-hmm. And I thought those power-ups were really cool. Yeah. The rockets. Yeah, the oh. rockets are very cool. That's a, that's so a nice addition. So fun. So... I didn't get to use it a lot. Spoilers. <laughs> same, really same. Cool. I, I did not get a lot of use out of it. Uh, actually, I think I may <laughs> have only used it once. Um... I had a kind of a revelation while I was playing this one. Uh, it's been, you know, pretty well documented through 10 episodes. My, and, and Ricky's too, but I feel like I've been a little more vocal about it. Uh, my disdain for ice levels. Um, I, I came across something in this one that I hadn't considered before, but I think I might actually hate water levels more. Oh, so, oh, man. Centaur Man's level was not fun. Also, why is Centaur Man's <laughs> level water-based? Like, what does that have to do with centaurs at all? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't... <laughs> I, I feel like they had, like, you know, they, it was going to be like Merman Man, and they're like, well, that's redundant. Let's just make it a different mythological creature. Centaur Man! It's like, but we did all this water work. Uh, <laughs> Once again, rushed. Yeah, <laughs> right. We gotta put this level in here, so yeah, let's steal it from Mega Man Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 basically Bubble Man. It's a harder version of Bubble Man's level. Well, maybe harder is debatable, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a reskinned Bubble Man level. Um, yeah, so that was kind of a that was a a weird revelation for me because then I was thinking back, like I don't usually like the underwater levels in Mario games. Uh, the water temple in Zelda. Um, I don't like the. I don't like Bubble Man's level in two. Uh, I don't like in the original Ninja Turtles game that underwater level where you have to disarm the bombs. That's oh, one yeah. of the worst levels in any video game ever made. 
I I apparently just don't like like the only game I could think of that takes place uh, in a significant portion underwater that I like is Bioshock, but that's taking place inside of like underwater domes where you can still walk around like a regular person. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Water levels like I, recently in Doom Eternal, the water level like why is there water levels in Doom? They were the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's that I that seemed really dumb to me. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, like, Doom is all about you know fast shooting gameplay and then yeah. slow it down with water. Yeah, it's all like fast twitch. Like yeah, come around a corner. Oh no, there's a demon! Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, exactly. And this one is like, oh, you're swimming, and then okay, it yeah. slows down the momentum of everything. Yeah. So that was that was a weird thing for me. Other weird note in terms of something that they probably designed for something else, but then had to slap into an existing level. Why are there two gorilla tanks in Plant Man's level? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I was gonna say that. That was annoying. <laughs> I don't. I didn't like Plant Man's level. I thought Plant Man's level was was not fun and way too hard. And there did not need to be two of those things. They were pain and a lot of game overs with that level for sure. Yes. So but, yeah. Uh, another cool thing, and I think I think I know why they added two, is because they have different paths. For the first time, it's in a Mega Man game, you could choose a different way to go in a level. I don't know if you knew that. But. I didn't know that. I I <laughs> was never presented with a choice, so I probably <laughs> presumably took the the path of most resistance. <laughs> yep. There was, there's some, I don't know if it's all the levels, but some levels, there's a different path where you can finish. Huh. Yep. Is it a, like a quicker finish? Do you get any bonuses for taking that route? You get, I believe if you, like, I only did one and you just get like a, a one up and you nice. can recharge your power. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. But it was cool. It was like, oh, snap. It was the first time <laughs> they added that. So... But you still have to fight the boss. It just skips yeah, over the stuff the before. Yep. Huh. Well, something to try for next time if it advances. Yeah. Or if it doesn't advance, just next time I play it casually. Because now I can play all these games casually that have been eliminated. Um, so this we usually save uh, listener feedback until later in the episode. But uh, I, I did want to address it while we're talking specifically about Mega Man. Uh, our old pal Rhino asked on Twitter, Who is your favorite Mega Man villain or boss? Uh, we both responded. Uh, we both agreed that Metal Man from 2 is one of the best. Uh, Ricky also threw out Shadow Man from 3 and Skull Man from 4. Uh, oh. I also mentioned uh, Gemini Man from 3 uh, as another one of my favorites. Um, which then kind of got me thinking. Oh, and I would also add, you know, in hindsight, Fireman, uh, Snake Man, uh, and then also Shadow Man I hadn't thought of when you posted. But that's another great choice. Um, I really out so, of uh, in Mega Man Six. I really like Yamato Man. I thought he looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> Yamato Man's got a really cool look, um, like a samurai looking. Yeah. Um, so I found a list uh, made by MTV. So it's not like a gaming expert, but they did go through and rank every boss in every Mega Man game, one through eleven. Uh, I pulled out 
everything from 7 through 11 because we're not covering those because they weren't on the NES. Uh, and I basically figured out, based on their ranking, again, this is not any sort of official, but which game has the best bosses. And on average, the bosses from one ranked higher than any of the other games. Um, which I don't know if that's just nostalgia or if it's they're just kind of the most base bosses yeah you know you've got a fire guy you've got an electric guy you've got a ice guy a bomb guy a strong guy um if that's just kind of the archetype was what put it over the top um so they're they're ranking based on me just doing the averages are one three five six two four so four has the weakest bosses uh, on their wow. uh, list. But also I wonder, because 4 was so hard, if maybe 4 was just being penalized for the fact that they didn't get to those bosses. Uh, but also, in their defense, you know, Dust Man is kind of lame. Ring Man is kind of lame. Um, but yeah, yeah so their top 5 were Fire Man from 1, Metal Man from 2, Skull Man from 4, Elec Man from 1, Heat Man from 2. Uh, so a lot of 1 and 2 right at the top. Uh, but then also three of the bottom four were all from two. Uh, and six was kind of right in the middle, even though, like we said, they're kind of uh, takeoffs on existing bosses for the most part. Except for, like, Nightman is cool, uh, Yamato Man, uh, Centaur Tomahawk. Man, despite just being kind of dropped in there. Yeah, Tomahawk Man. I, I like the boss designs for six for the most part, even if they yeah. are a little derivative. Yeah, it, um, the story was pretty interesting. Like I said, the 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 whole tournament thing. I was like, oh okay, it, but then it went to the same old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Reprogram them all to. Yeah, I would be down for a Mega Man game that's like you know throw a couple extra bosses in and do it you know kind of Mortal Kombat style. Where it's like here's you know the thirty two most powerful robots in the world in a tournament to. But maybe that's just, you know, my own love of tournaments, hence this podcast. No, I agree. I, I, I didn't think about it until you just said it, but that would be awesome. A Mega Man fighting game. That's yeah. The boss characters and Mega Man. Yeah. And Mega Man X, Mega Man Legends, like all the different Mega Man. Yeah. Basically do it like Marvel versus Capcom style, but have it just be, you know, Capcom versus Capcom. And have it be Mega Man, yeah, fighter. Mega Man X, Rush. Proto Man, um, plus, you know, Fire Man, Metal Man, Skull Man, Elect Man, Heat Man, Night Man, Shadow Man, Gemini Man, so on and so forth. Uh, and then you add the, Zero and. Yeah. Yeah, there's a. Yeah, there's a, that's, there's a game there. Hit me up, Capcom. I got ideas. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, let's, so let's get into our, our high scores. Um, as of last week, you have a very narrow lead. I believe it's nine to eight. Is that what we decided last time? Yes. Nine to eight and then three ties. Um, so let's start with, uh, Rescue Rangers. Uh, how far did you get? So I just got to stage E because I did not know you could skip. (laughs) (laughs) I... Uh, got my first game over on level J, which is the last level in the game, but I didn't make it to Fat Cat. Um, actually, no, I take that back. My first time through when I was playing every level, I got to level I, got a game over, and then when I skipped C and F, I made it to J and time ran out. Okay. So so that's one more for me and we're all tied up. 
yeah, Mega Man I, 6, I suspect you beat me on again. I think you've beat me on every Mega Man game so far. Uh, no, the, I think we tied at uh, uh, Mega Man 4. Did we? Okay. I um, believe so. So, so on 6, I only beat Nightman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fighter of Day Man. You know, however that song from uh, It's Always Sunny goes. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I beat Flame Man, Blizzard Man, Plant Man, Tomahawk Man, and Yamato Man. Oh wow! Yeah, I Plant made Man it. Took me forever. So which one did? Plant Man. Yeah, I made it to uh, Flame Man, Tomahawk Man, Wind Man, and time ran out while I was fighting Yamato Man. And Blizzard Man, I made it to like the last jump before you go through the you know chink 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 door to go and fight oh, him. Yeah. I died making that jump and got a game over. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that was <laughs> that was frustrating. Um, but yeah, so I made it. I essentially made it to the end of six of the eight levels. Uh, not Centaur Man or Plant Man. Um, ironically, the the two that I mentioned, the the water level based centaur man level and the double gorilla tanked plant man level. Oh, sorry. And I didn't I didn't even try Centaur Man or <laughs> Well, you're not missing much. Yeah. So the I didn't I didn't look up a route. This time I just said, you know what? I'm gonna take the fire guy first to kill the the cold guy first. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get those out of the way and it worked out. But. Nice. So yeah, so you take your lead right back. My uh, my tie was short lived, but there's still a lot of games to go. Uh, before we pick our winner, we always like to point out a couple of things. One, the uh, who it'll face in the next round, which in this case is the number seven seed and one of my all time favorite games for any platform, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Uh, so that's going to be a tough hill to climb for either of these games. Uh, and then we also talk about our online poll, which actually this time around got more votes than any other time we've done this. So thank you guys for for participating on Twitter and Facebook, uh, everywhere we, we put the poll. Um, we'll get into the winner in a second, but uh, I'd kind of like to see if we need them to break a tie. Um, I kind of suspect we don't, but I'm pretty comfortably picking Rescue Rangers here. Oh, man. It is Mega Man May. It is. But I think Chippendale gets the win for this. I, I, I think in this particular case, it's the better game. Yeah. I think if it had been up against 1, 4, or 5, it might have been a closer race. Um, but I think this is the strongest opponent that any of the Mega Man games faced this month. And the weakest Mega Man game that yeah. was in it. So it was just... Poor seating for Mega Man 6 uh, that Rescue Rangers knocked it out. Uh, 77% of the people we polled online agreed with us. Uh, so high vote turnout, which also meant a ton of votes for Rescue Rangers because it wound up with 77% of the vote. So yeah, so now we know Mega Man 6 is out. The only NES Mega Man game that will not be in the second round of this tournament, which is pretty wild. 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 have all advanced. And I bet uh, and, people are going to hate it because a lot of people like Mega Man 6. That I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you were saying before we started that that 6 is one that you'd played a lot as a kid and is one yeah. of your favorites. I did play it a lot because it was, it was the first Mega Man 
that's kind of my you know age when I started mm-hmm. playing games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would have been what five or six when this came out, so that would have been right about your yeah. sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So look out, Mike. Uh, Chip and Dale are coming for you, but also look out, Chip and Dale, because. Mike's coming for you. And if you've seen the video of Mike at whatever, 52 years old or however old he is now, he can still throw hands better than just about anybody else on the planet. So good. So let alone peak Mike Tyson, late 80s, early 90s when that game came out and he was the most unstoppable fighter in the world. Hey, but Chip and Dale, they they want to make a comeback. They do? Well, (laughs) you know. they've got Disney fans behind them. That's right. They've (laughs) They've got Disney fans behind them and you know, God help Mike if there's a red ball in that ring. Because uh, <laughs> then it's on. Um, so I do want to plug a couple of things before uh, we let you go. Next week, we are going to be comparing the number 42 game uh, in the in the tournament. That's Crystalis, as it takes on number 87, The Guardian Legend. That's two games I had never played before in my life before this. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun to talk about those two. Uh, you can check out the brackets at challenge, C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash kings of consoles. Uh, and also now we have a coffee account uh, at ko-fi.com slash kings of consoles. That's if you, you know, we're not doing a Patreon or anything where you can subscribe or anything like that. Everything we produce is going to wind up in the free feed. But if you ever just feel like, hey, throwing us five bucks you can do it at co- at co-fi.com slash kings of consoles uh you can also yeah, that would up. be awesome yeah, yeah we would uh, we really appreciate it I, we set uh, a kind of a, a stretch goal on the page of uh, just kind of an, an upgrade for some of our audio equipment no expectations but if you feel like it that's an option uh you can also hit us up facebook.com slash kings of consoles at kings of consoles on twitter and instagram uh, it was I was on Twitter late earlier this week um, when that uh, that meme was going around again about ruin a video game by replacing a letter. Uh, Kings of Consoles replied a lot to that thread uh, the other night <laughs> with uh, actually parody names of all of the games that we've played on the show so far. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, it's also the same handle on Instagram, although admittedly we're not as active on an Instagram as we are on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also reach out to me directly on Twitter at LoopyDate, L-O-O-P-Y-D-A-T-E. And you can find me at Ricky4518. All right. So congratulations again to Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Next week is Crystalis and Guardian Legend. And as always, play old games. Play we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, Pedooley. Thanks to Captive Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found with a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans. <laughs>